Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Rated E for everyone, 10 and up. Oh, hell, good morning. This is Goofy, and you're listening to that story show. Oh, hell. Hey! This is that story show, people. Hey, who's cooking pizza? I turned into a bat. I flew into this lady's house. <laughs> I left her some guano. <laughs> hey, how you doing, podcast people? This is That Story Show, where we're telling hilarious real-life stories and inviting you to do the same. This is episode 286, brought to you the week of February 28, 2019. I'm your host. My name is James Kinnison, and my good friend is here. It is not... John, John is gone. He has sorry, John. He has ministry duties. It's not David, my bro host, because David has quit the show for a limited time because he got a promotion and now he's too rich to be on my show uh, for just a little while. It is my good friend, an old friend, a friend who is also old but also an old friend, uh, Dan Snook. Welcome to the program. Thank you, James. And I do recall that you and I have known each other for a long, long time, and I have never been invited to be on this show, which tells me where I am in the barrel. So thank you. Thank you, friends, for getting promotions and for getting uh, for leaving the show. So, so I finally so, have my chance. So uh, let me just get this straight. You're, you've been invited to the program, and you're offended by it. Well, it's one of those <laughs> things where you... <laughs> you 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 know that reminds me of a story oh like, really does it would you like to hear a story yes uh, sure <laughs> yeah this is I, I forgot to write this story down but this is a pretty good one okay so so uh you know i've been a children's pastor for about 20 years and about 10 years ago i get a phone call about two weeks before the assemblies of god kids pastors national conference and they want to know if i will do a workshop and so, you know, it's two weeks per- before. If they could have found anybody else, they'd have, they've already called them right, and asked them. Right. So I understand what this is. This is they need someone else to fill in, and maybe Dan could, like, not burn the place down. So I say, sure, whatever you need. Uh, they asked me to do a workshop on developing characters, you know, using uh, costumes and props and things like that. Oh, boy. Uh, you, developing characters right up your alley too isn't it, it? well that's you know they're like okay we can't give the guy anything serious we have to find something <laughs> that's more third grade that he can do and, and not cause any damage 
So I say sure, and they get all excited and are very kind to me and all that. They send me a packet of information. It tells me that hey, you know, all uh, all workshops are going to be recorded. So make sure when you get to your room that you you have what you need. Uh, so I get there, and this is back at Central Assembly when Central took their original sanctuary and they split it in half. The the front half, you have the main entrance and this very, very shallow but wide foyer. They had this huge welcome desk. It was a probably 25, 30 feet wide. Wow. And then there was a wall directly behind there. And then they had what they turned half their sanctuary into a half-court co- half basketball uh, court. And then they had like a 15-foot wall. And then beyond the wall, you had the, the original... Um, stadiums, not stadium, but seating in the sanctuary. Yes. And so that's how it was. It was a, a half whatever. So I go and I, I check in and uh, I, go, I go find out where I'm at. I'm in the basketball court. Okay, well, that's pretty good. There's a couple tables up there. Uh, I dump all my stuff out. I've brought, I brought the whole prop closet. I dump it all out, get it all organized on the tables. And I, then I realize, wait a minute, there's no recording device. So I go back to where I checked in and wait patiently, and I say to the the young gal, hey, um, there's no recording device in my room. And she's like, oh, that's not good. So she says, give me just a second. She looks through her list, and she finds me, uh, you know, towards the very back, and she says, Oh, we we weren't gonna record you. Oh and I was like, man! I was like, okay, okay, no, no problem. You know, I'm, I, uh, you know, uh, I, I wasn't uh, arrogant in the first place. I was happy to be there. Yeah, I didn't ask to be recorded. Okay, we're not, we weren't gonna record you. Okay, no problem, no problem. So, so I go back to the gym, and there's probably forty people that have shown up for the workshop, which is a pretty healthy number. Yeah, and um. Every time I go to speak, this loud, tremendous wave of sound comes over the, the partial wall from the sanctuary. And so nobody can hear me. So I pause to let the sounds, you know, finish. And then I try to speak again in this massive wave of sound. And so what it is, is I have no, I'm in the gym. I have echoey walls yeah i've got a three-quarter ceiling behind me and the guy that's in the sanctuary is big dan rector oh boy who is you know an icon in children's ministry and he's got the full force of the entire sanctuary sound system at his disposal and he's using it and so there's this massive reverberation that just comes over the wall so the people in my class are starting to to chuckle because they can see me trying to get through my, I haven't even started my workshop. So um, when I get uncomfortable, I default to humor. And so here I am, I've got all my stuff organized, laid out. I am going to make, this is going to be awesome. (laughs) You know, I'm coming in and I look around and just to be silly, I see a 12 foot stepladder leaning up against the wall. So I grab the stepladder and I climb all the way to the top. And I try to speak again. Sure enough, Big Dan Rector's voice comes booming over. Nobody can hear me. So to to amp it up even more, I cut my cup my hands around my mouth, and I am I'm yelling my uh, my workshop. And in as soon as I start yelling, Big Dan's voice comes over. Nobody can hear me. Okay, so at that uh. very instant, as my as my whole workshop crowd is roaring with laughter because they know that I'm doing everything possible. 
Big Dan sends a guy to the corner door to tell me to shut my mouth because, oh. and then out of the class next to me comes Dale Von Sagan, who fusses at me. Dale Von Sagan, who has just passed away, uh, the uh, the developer of One Way Street Puppets. He comes out and yells at me because I'm disrupting his class, and my class just loses it. Oh. They think this is the best thing since sliced bread. So I have offended in one fell swoop the two big icons in children's nationwide icons in children's <laughs> ministry on my first and only non-recorded. Uh, workshop for the national office so i just say I- i'll fix it i'll fix it and uh, i tell i tell the folks listen everybody grab your chair someone help me grab my props we're going to squish around to that little narrow foyer again it's it's about 50 feet wide but it's only about 15 feet deep we squish 50 people in there the guys come they take all my organized props and they dump them on this it looks like it looks like a 30 foot wide bar is what it looks like. Right. And so I stand behind the bar. We just we just dump all the props all over the thing. And I, all these folks just squish their chairs in nice and tight. And we have a really, really good that's, workshop. That's awesome. As, as they all pull together with me to make it successful. So, you know, it's one of those things where I wasn't being arrogant, but I got humbled over and over and over again. It was just pretty funny. It, so. it, it is something when I, I've been in those situations where you, you, it is an honor to it be, is. to be asked. And, and it does, there's a part, there's a dark part of you that, that, that puffs up and says, <laughs> I've been selected, even though, uh, you know, I just, I understood, I understood bottom of the barrel. I understood that. Right. Yeah. I wasn't offended by that. Uh, in the same way, I'm on your podcast, not because <laughs> I'm at the top of your list, what? boy. What? I'm on your podcast. Well, don't, you don't you even accuse me of that. <laughs> don't even go there. That's your self-esteem talking. Is, is I, this really being recorded, or you just tell me that to make me feel good? I am recording. We are nine okay. minutes, 25 seconds, six, seven seconds in. So I've only got 30 seconds left. And 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 I asked you, my friend, because we <laughs> reconnected over the summer. And we did. I thought, my gosh, this guy is one of the funniest people I know. Why haven't I had him on the show? And we reconnected. We were talking about our crazy meds, weren't we? Yes. 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 Not that we would ever mention that on the air. I Everybody knows that I'm crazy and I have a crazy doctor and I take pills to keep me from being crazy. Uh, I did not know it was allowed to share that you were also crazy. So I'm glad (laughs) there's, there's a lot of crazy people that listen to this show and they, they get a lot of, uh, joy out of it and it saves. I'm sure there's a, a a fancier word that I can't spell. So I just call my crazy meds. Yeah. I, I, that's what I tell my kids. I I went to see my doctor and they'll say, which one I said, my crazy doctor. And they're like, Oh, okay. Oh, that one. I mean, it's, it's normal. It's normal in our families. Uh, but you know, we also do podcasts now cause you know, I'm almost a professional at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're 10 minutes in that that's, that, that's longer than most podcasts last. So really, yeah, really, I, I think so. I think so, so. You got a lot of editing tonight. Is that what you're going to do? <laughs> I don't edit. That's the fun part. It's, that is the fun part. It's live to hard so, drive. Um, so I, we always start with an opening story and even, even though yours was there, we always like to share ones from our listeners. And so I'm going to jump in. And okay. share one from Vicka Lynn. I hope I'm saying her name pro- properly. I'm I'm known for butchering them. This one's called Too Much Sugar. All right. Well, she, if, 
if fickle land is too hard to say, we we can default to crazy. I mean, that's what I. Do. Oh, okay. Or or, 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 or Lucy. Bob. Or Bob is hard to spell backwards. Or lemons, lemons. Or, do you spell Bob with one O or two? Well, yeah. <laughs> there you go. You got it. It took a second. Uh, no, you you heard the filter kicking in. Yeah. Is what you heard. I don't have much of one, but just then I thought, you know, this is a good time to filter. Uh, anyway, so. here's a silly story I just recently confessed to my mother. She says, I'm 30, and this happened when I was 10. One morning before school, I was eating cornflakes, and I decided I needed a little sugar. Uh, my mother allowed it and applied the sugar herself so I wouldn't put too much. Well, she went off to her room to get dressed, and I decided, guess what? I needed more sugar. So I ran to the canisters, and I opened them all to find the sugar. I found it and poured an ungodly amount into my bowl. I hurried to replace the lid so Mom wouldn't find out. Thrilled that I got away with it, I stirred it up good, and I shoveled a huge spoonful of cereal into my mouth and immediately spit it right back out. Because it's come to find out sugar and salt look a lot alike. Be sure your sins will find you out. <laughs> Hope you enjoy. Keep doing what you're doing. It brings joy to my heart. Vicka Lynn. So Vicka Lynn. Vicka Lynn. Well, that's pretty good. I, I went to a, uh, a family's house. I was new at a, a church, and there was a family from Ghana there, and they had this little two-year-old boy, adorable. And I walk into their kitchen, never, never, I think I've met them maybe once, and I walk into their kitchen uh, and dining room area. The rest of the family's in the family room. And I see this little black boy, two years old, biggest cheeks you've ever seen. And he has two things in his hands. He's got the sugar bowl and he's got a spoon. <laughs> and as a two-year-old, he's sitting in this adult-sized chair. So his chin is right at table level. And that kid is shoveling sugar because there's oh nobody else goodness. around. He is shoveling sugar in his mouth as fast as he can. And when I walk in the room, the shoveling doesn't stop. I just see these big eyes turn and look at me as he keeps shoveling. And he's got it all over his face, which was absolutely adorable. And so I just went to my friend and said, uh, you, you might want to, you might want to go into the dining room. Yeah. So that, uh, that kid's uh, probably 18, 19 now. And whenever he sees me, he knows what I'm going to mention. That's He's probably only. still riding that high. From that, it's the, from yes, that it's the sum total of our of our relationship is that sh that sugar story. It's like so. you told on me. You're, yeah, you're <laughs> I did, but there wasn't much left. He had a good head start. So, <laughs> but I mean, he didn't flinch. He just kept shoveling. It was the funniest thing. Awesome. So yeah. Well, let's so, do uh, let's do what we do. We do a weekly rewind thing, and uh, here's what we play when we do that. Okay. Rewinding. <laughs> All right, so Weekly Rewinds, for those that don't know, is something funny that's happened in the last few days, or two, or three, or seven, or six, or sometimes a, a year ago. But mine, I'll start, uh, because mine's stupid again. It's better than last week's, but, um, okay, so my, 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 I've recently found out that my veterinarian is, um, is crazy. And well, that's why you chose that veterinarian. No, I, I didn't know. I didn't know. Okay. And when I say crazy, my, my listeners are going to know what I mean. They're dog people. They, they love dogs more than people. And to me, that's a little bit crazy. I don't, I don't like it when dogs are treated. I don't know. I was raised in a trailer 
and underneath the trailer was where the dogs lived you know so that's my world that's where i come from and and there are people generally very 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 white people that um love their animals and love their dogs and they call them fur babies and they wear t-shirts that say i'm a fur baby mama and i've seen these things um i just didn't know that my vet i get that was was into that very much are you there yes james yes i lost you where'd you go i don't know i went away i guess you did I thought maybe you got all choked up talking about these fur babies and all no, that. No, no. Um, anyway, basically, my, my vet is, um, they love dogs more than I do, okay? I've, I've been through this. If you listen to GOK, you know that I, I care for my dogs, and I care for them more than anyone in my house, but I do not necessarily- Wait a, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You care for them more than anyone in your house? yes. Yes. You care for your dogs more than you care for your daughter? No, I, I more than anyone else does. You give care more than anybody else in your house yes. to your dogs. Okay. Yes. All right. Because you were sounding like they were your fur babies all of a sudden. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't you accuse me of that. Well, I mean, that's what you said. So I was just trying to help stay out of trouble with the, uh, the folks at home there. Okay. All well, right. We're on, I'm uh, on. For instance, this place, I, I took them because I wanted to get my dog spayed. Okay. I'm a responsible pet owner. And I figured, you know, 150 bucks probably. Uh, they come to me with a price sheet of $500. And, hmm. and, and that's the, that's titled the cheap option. And then they have another one for 800. That is the expensive option. And it has additional things like pedicures and stuff put in there while the dog is sleeping and extra care, I guess, and extra sweet sleeping juice and laser hair removal. I don't know what all is involved, but I'm going to tell you right now, I'm changing vets. But the reason I say all that is because my dog's uh, vet told me that I can't feed them. I shouldn't feed them wet food anymore. And because? So, because, and, and this is, sounds crazy to me. It just does. She said, eventually your dog is going to get some sort of disease that is going to be, uh, what's the word for deadly, like kill them, critical or something. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. she said, eventually your dog's going to get old and it's going to get one of these diseases and you're going to, he's not going to want to eat. So you're going to want to have to be able to switch to wet food because then they'll eat it. And then eventually you have to go to human food because they won't eat anything. And it's just about keeping some vitamins and minerals in them. And I'm in my head, I'm going, lady, you lost me right at, at critical disease because she doesn't work with farmers obviously exactly they can, they can fix that with a 22 no problem because the, the minute that the, the cure costs more than putting the dog down i'm <clears throat> putting the dog down all right okay so i uh we had these two little pups and i'm the same way okay but when you've got two you know nine and 11 year old girls crying because you're deciding whether you're going to spend $500 for a surgery to save their life. You know what you do? You spend the $500. I, I'm, I completely agree. Ugh. I completely agree in that case. Absolutely. I'm specifically talking about when an aged dog who has lived yes. its life. Have you seen an old dog 
and 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 where they're just being kept alive just for the owner's benefit. It, they're shaking and their tongues hanging out the side of their face because their the teeth dog are the missing. Owner? That both probably, yeah. Um, they do start to look like each other. I haven't even gotten to my my point yet. I I just oh, get I, I I'm Sorry. getting caught up on this whole this whole thing. But she told me I have to move to dry food for their teeth and for this this supposed benefit. Um, when they become uh decrepit and old, so I'm like, you know what, you got me. You know why? Because dry food is cheaper. So yeah, but it, it then it knocks their teeth out. Yeah, true. I've been down this road. They can't eat the dry food because their teeth are already uh, falling out. That's it. So that's it. Okay. Uh, well, anyway, I've I've started to use the dog food as as treats. My dogs never get treats, and so okay. this is going to work. I'm going to give them treats. I, I I give them a little one or two, and they just think it's the best thing in the world. I scattered a few on their wet food. Oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing ever! Oh, and I'm totally snowing them over. Well, I come down this morning from my well-deserved rest and the treat bag, uh, which is weighs 35 pounds, the treat bag, quote unquote, had fallen over on the counter and about three quarters of the treat bag was all over the kitchen floor. And my daggum dog, one of them we keep locked up because she's a puppy still and she's crate training. So she was fine. But my older dog, my four-year-old, uh, was looking rather plump. And rather hey, full. Your older dog is only four years old. I don't know, four or five, somewhere in there like that. Yeah. I'm thinking you're talking 15 or 16 years old. No, 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 no. Okay. You've got a lot of misery ahead of you, my friend. Cause I, that dog's going to live a while. I know it. I know it. We, we've got about six more years and okay. then we've already booked his, his, uh, going home party. So, well, yeah. I just finished, uh, sending my dogs over the rainbow. Oh, uh, don't don't be sad for me. Uh, so we had we had these two uh, miniature schnauzers for 15 years. Oh wow! And uh, one of them got was mostly dead from getting hit by a car. Oh, it was mostly dead. So we helped that. Uh, and then the other one was just decrepit. Yeah. So, but I still, you know, my nine and eleven year old daughters are now at this point, 18 and 20, right. and they're, still, they're still crying. So, you know, nobody else is going to bring the dog to get the dog put down. That's, that's dad's job. Yeah. Dad who didn't want the dogs in the first place also has to be the dad who uh, leads them over the rainbow. Right. Exactly. And that's where I'm, I find myself, but anyway, it's a sucky feeling. Let me tell you, I, it is to not love them as much as everyone else does, but yet to still care for them right. the most. I, I don't want to put you over the rainbow, but I also don't want you uh, doing all the things you've been doing on my carpet. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. I don't want you you to suffer, but I want to kill you myself. Yes. Yes. So (laughs) here's how you do this. Uh, this is this appeases the daughters. You do it while they're at school. You let them know ahead of time. Mm. You go to the drive-thru at McDonald's and you buy a cheeseburger. You put the dog in a in a box if you're planning on burying the dog in the backyard like i like i did you put the dog in a box with a with an old towel that you don't mind throwing away uh you you have a little one-on-one time with this dog and you hand feed him a cheeseburger uh, so you can come home and tell your daughters how how beautiful your hour uh, of transitioning this dog was and then when the dog passes away you close the box up and you go out in the backyard and you bury it and then when your daughter comes home 
it's a short grieving process because there's nothing for them to see. It, it's it's the only way to go, brother. Okay, well, thanks. Um, You're this, welcome. This show brought to you by uh, Dan Schnook's uh, Dog Cremation Services Incorporated. Yeah. If, if you need a life coach or an end-of-life dog coach, uh, you can contact Dan Snook at howikilledmydog.com. So yes, he yes. Did, he, uh, you left out the important parts, so it makes it sound like you, you fed him a poison cheeseburger and then threw him no. in a box. No, no, so, it, was, it was done at the vets. I know, I know. Paid, I paid know. more. You and, know, I did have a good, uh, a good vet uh, story though. Uh, back when I was a younger man and had my third child, it was time for either my wife or I to stop having children. And so, because she'd had three babies, she decided that it was my turn. And so, the the vet was having a buy one get one free. So, me and the cat both got fixed. So that was a pretty good deal. All right. So, yeah. So, you know, there are some benefits. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, Just, I mean, that'll that'll preach. There's still sure. doctors. There's still doctors. But anyway, the, the the dog foods fell over, and I cleaned it up. All right, that gum. I'm trying. I'm tired of trying to tell my story. I'm just um, I'm 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 just gonna move doctors. Is is really what I'm gonna do? Because my last vet accused me of of being a drug user. Um, I was using an inner city hospital. Uh, animal hospital and my dog's back legs weren't moving right and it turned out to be because he was uh very constipated and in extreme pain uh but i was accused of choking the dog of jerking the dog around by its neck through the leash i was also asked if i had any drugs in the house or if the dog had eaten any drugs (laughs) i i was i was put through the ringer and i was like okay now i'm gonna go out to the county i'm gonna get a nice uh you know, place. And now I've gone too far. The pendulum swung too far the other way. They want 800 bucks. So my dog can't have babies. We're going to the humane society. It's going to cost about 150, like God intended. And there you um, go. And you know, it sounds like they were accusing you because there are people who will injure their dog in order to get pain meds for their dog, but then they are addicted to pain meds and they take them themselves. Wow. See, that is probably what this line of questioning and you has know to do about with. that. <laughs> Isn't that horrible? You know about it. That's what's That's horrible. horrible. <laughs> Possibly horrible. Recreational pharmaceuticals. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, the the, the dogs were were thrilled. I cleaned up the dog food, um, or, or the treats, I should say, the treats. treats. I cleaned them all up, but I didn't do a great job because I let the dogs out, and it was like Easter. In, in there for about the next 10 minutes the little one uh found one little kibble and came and sat next to me but then heard the other dog crunching down and was like oh there's more and she spent the next 10 minutes just rooting around everywhere for these treats so i i on one hand i i, I i've made a mess and and you know cleaned it up but i think i think in the big picture for my dogs this transition to this new food is going to go extremely well because uh, unless unless the older dog um which is only four years old yeah yeah unless he um just overdid it you know maybe he's 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 he 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 gluttoned himself to the point that he's like i could never eat another one of those again ah and so Uh, and that does happen although for humans we say that but then we are the next you know half hour still getting another bowl of cereal absolutely so what do you got for us this week well uh you know i don't 
I don't have a funny story this week necessarily, but I do have a pretty funny story. Okay. Uh, you know, when when you do stupid stuff, it's it's better to laugh at yourself. Yes. And so my wife and I are, are pretty good about laughing at ourselves. Um, and so w- my wife and I were doing that one time and joking about something we had done. And my wife said, I so love self-defecating humor. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I just roared. She she did not she did not mean to say that. No self self defecating humor. Oh, so that's gosh. that's what we have in our house now. So that's my new um, t shirt for the show. <laughs> I love self defecating humor. That's it reminds me. I was at work one time, and a, and a redneck uh, one of the one of the bosses was a redneck guy. Just just good guy, but just totally. You know, just the, the accent that, that right. just wouldn't yeah. quit. You cut it with a knife, and he yeah. comes in, and he's like, "Man, it's cloudy out there. Looks like it's about to participate." Yeah, <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> I didn't set him right because no, yeah, no. you know they they have an ugly side, some of them, and uh, <laughs> and it's a sharp side, and it's tucked in the back of their pants, so. Yeah, um, and they would have gotten it anyways. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> so. What? I just what I said. <laughs> <laughs> you ignoramus? Yeah. All right. Well, one thing that I told Dan he had to do is he had to bring us a funny story. He's already done that in droves, but now it's time for what I would like to call the featured story. Let me tell y'all a story. And if you haven't guessed, you have to rap it. That's that's you have to rap your song in rhyme or your story. Um, okay, so I have to do this. This is this is a surprise, right? No, no, you're fine. You you will just tell your story in your normal Dan Snook way and be as self-defecating as you want to be. Okay. Oh crap. <laughs> okay, so what story am I supposed to be telling now? I don't know. Whatever, oh, okay. whichever the featured one was. Oh, I already did the featured one. You did. Well, I I didn't know I was not supposed to feature the featured oh one. Oh my gosh! No, so what, what, well, tell us what it was. What was the featured story? Well, it was about uh, going to Spring Mecca and, and doing my my <laughs> you, workshop. You used it at the very beginning. That's amazing. I told you this was my first time on here, <laughs> but I got other stories. I got no, other no, stories. it's okay. The huh. listeners are going to love you. Oh, my gosh. Because I make them feel better about themselves. No, right? because you're hilarious. Oh. oh. And ignorant. And the, ignorance can be funny. No, but so they're okay. going to be, I, I already know. I know what they're laughing at right this minute in the future. They are laughing because they know I have a thing. I have a way of doing the show, and the way of doing the show has changed and they are laughing because you, my friend, uh, 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 just took the apple cart and and just tossed it over. And they are so going to love you for it. It's the reason they love my brother, because he always gets my goat. They love John, because he, he's always saying stuff. And, and oh, they, they like so I'm it. I'm a leader. You, Am I a leader? You, you're, the, you're the, I'm the guest host now. Okay. All right. I like how this is going. <laughs> All right. So I've got a story for you. Do we have to? You have time? You Absolutely. Okay. So uh, I'm a children's pastor, and I work with uh, K, well, you know, K through six, roughly. Yeah. And um, kids 
don't always are not always aware of things that are hanging out of their nose or oh there's a phone call thank you phone oh, call yeah. oh it's line two which is the fax line which only rings when um there's a salesman when so the 90s calls that's the yeah, only time. yes so we just let that one ring uh so this one time this kid had his zipper open and you know and so it but it wasn't just like, I mean, everybody could tell that this kid's zipper was open. So how do you, you go straight to him and you, you know, you tell him to zip his zipper. X, Y, Z. So, so that's exactly what I did. I did a, a whole group thing. We had about 125 kids in there. I said, all right, guys, I need everybody, X, Y, Z, examine your zipper. Somebody here has, you know, their zipper down. And uh, um, so I, you know, I was a little uncomfortable with it because I no, I'm, I can't have an adult go over and help this kid with a zipper. Right. So I'm just just trying to set this up as sort of a game. Hello, Mister Phone Call again. <laughs> um, and so I say X Y Z, and uh, I say, Hey, your barn door is open, which is you know another right. Uh, yeah, you colloquialism, yeah. if I can use a fancy word. I think is I'm using it properly. And so I had just got finished saying uh, the barn door is open, and some girl says. Can't let the cows out. And I've just, every adult in the room just lost it. I said, yes, we cannot have the cows get out of the, when the barn doors are open. She had no idea what she was talking about. Oh, but we, gosh. I was like, oh, dear Jesus, help me right now because I'm going to laugh so hard. Yes. So never. So in children's ministry, one of the rules is you never, you are never allowed to have, let the cows out when, or have the barn doors open. No, so, never. Please, never. That's not good. That'll uh, be your last Sunday. I'll there. tell you, that reminds me of my, I think my listeners have heard this before, but it bears repeating. It reminds me of the one and only time we ever did uh, a puppet in youth ministry at, okay. at my inner city church. Um, we knew if we were going to do a puppet, he had to be edgy and he yes. had to be, uh, he had to have attitude. He had right. to um, have snarky comebacks and things like yes. that. And uh, so I was the puppet, and and my voice for the puppet was like, "Hey man, what's going on, fool?" All right, that was that was him. He was I don't remember his name. Let's just say his name was Drake. Uh, hey man, I'm Drake. I'm a green man from the Southland, baby. My daddy was blue. My mama was yellow. What's up? You know. So that was kind of him. Um, and and one point, uh, the the guy on the other side of the stage, the straight man as we call him, uh, was supposed to you know bounce back and forth and talk with this puppet. But I was having a hard time getting set up and getting out there, and so he was nervous. And he's like, "Hey, where are you, Drake? You know, where are you going?" And and uh, and I get up there and I do my spiel. Hey, what's up? I'm here finally. <laughs> and um. And he says something like, where were you, man? You know, you kept us waiting, yo. And because and, that's just the way this guy actually really talks. Yeah, and, <laughs> nice. And I was like, um, fool, I was at your mama's house. No, and you did not. I you did. did not I said that. <laughs> And the, the entire room full of bus ministry youth oh, go, <laughs> the guy put his mic down and, oh, and I'm like, doing laundry. I was doing, <laughs> but there was no saving it. There was no backtracking oh, and Drake, the green puppet never made another appearance no, no, for the entire is, yeah. time. You know, every funny person has to apologize a couple of times a year and, you know, sincere 
like shame filled. I am so so very sorry for what came out of my mouth. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That's this show every week for me. <laughs> yeah, but you can edit it. You just choose not to. Yeah, exactly. It's better that way. <laughs> um, well, we do have some listener stories since we're done with our featured story, since we've oh, been okay. done with it. So uh I play a little intro for that too. All right, this one I picked especially for you because you like um, you like puns. You're a pun man, so I am. Thank you. All right, so God hates gluten is the name of this story. It comes to us from Pat Dyke from Beaverton, Oregon. When the eclipse passed through Oregon a while ago, we went back uh, camping uh, to see it. On the way home, we were sitting in traffic with everyone else, and my oldest daughter was reading the Bible. Very pious, and uh, and she asked me. Does God hate gluten? And I was puzzled. So I asked her to read the passage to me, and she quoted, neither a drunkard nor a gluten should you be. <laughs> nice. Yes. yes. So I hope you like this. Blessings to all. Pat Dyke from Beaverton, Oregon. Yes. Well, Pat should tell her daughter that she can eat anything she wants because Paul says that he buffeted his body daily. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, I got a couple of them, man. You do? <laughs> yeah, I got this too. <laughs> yeah. I, more often. That's the standard for me. So, uh, uh, This one's called Run Rooster Run from Samantha in Louisiana. She says, I've been listening to old episodes, and I heard the stories of the attacking roosters on the Fresh Hot Pizza episode. That was a while back. And uh, this reminded me of a story. She says, my brother has a few dozen chickens, less now, and you will understand why very soon. My teenage niece had the job of feeding the chickens and collecting the eggs each day. There were several roosters in the mix, and she complained that they were attacking her when she went to the cage. And one day she ran in the house crying and actually bleeding after a particularly bad attack. And so began what has become known in my family as the Great Rooster Massacre of 2016. <laughs> my brother grabbed a gun and went outside and pursued, proceeded to shoot every rooster in sight. There are only two roosters left now. So to this day, when my brother walks out the door with a gun, the roosters run and hide. Love the show. <laughs> Keep them coming. Samantha in Louisiana. Yeah. That's awesome. Roosters are horrible. And <laughs> and no one came to my aid when the roosters were attacking me. Uh, the, the story that you that she was referencing was, you know, I grew up in a trailer. We had chickens and I would go out to feed the chickens and the stupid rooster would get up behind me and, and jump on my shoulders and peck, peck, peck me peck me and then and then uses spurs on my back and it was horrible and my mom i i, I hit him one time with the bucket and it kind of sent him for a for a loop and he kind of stumbled around a little bit but my mom said don't you kill my rooster i will, oh i will tear you up <laughs> and um and so i was i had to live in fear of the dumb stupid rooster because he could do whatever he wanted to me and i wasn't allowed to do anything to him but one time mom had to go out there and she had to feed the chickens and that chicken jumped on her and oh my gosh she let him out immediately let him out she went and got a shotgun and she blew his full head off is what she did <laughs> she dug a hole and he walked himself into it and she buried it up so not as pretty of a beautiful as a story as the as the cheeseburger dog, 
but uh but that that burial was very welcome in my eyes i i was you very know, happy i don't know what it is about birds but they are incredibly difficult to hit when they're attacking you it's like <laughs> it it's like they can mirror i i uh, i had my daughter was probably two and we were at a park and there was some geese and some baby geese and my two-year-old starts trotting off towards the geese and i'm like this is not going to end well and so i'm i'm racing after my daughter as the mother goose is racing towards my daughter and i pick her up high in the air and that goose begins to give me what for? Yes. I could not evil. kick the goose. They're it was evil. only six inches from my foot. But <laughs> as I would move my foot back, the goose would follow it. And as I went to kick forward, the goose would back up. I never did kick the goose. I was like, oh. this, is, this is, and if you ever watch YouTube videos of people, you know, yes. hunters with, with deer that decide to attack, you can't get away from them. They're just vicious. Yeah. Uh, when I was growing up, we had a couple of black Angus that we would raise every year. Um, and notoriously, they're getting out of the fence. Uh, you know, they're, they're very good at pulling off the uh, the hot wire and and then um, working their way through. And invariably, the black Angus would get out in the middle of the night when there's no moon. And oh. um, ours ours were friendly, but uh, not well behaved. Uh, I can you know, so I could go into their pen with a bucket of feed and, and dump the feed in. And uh, they'd come around where they're supposed to and get the food. Um, but you didn't dare stand in the middle there because they would just run you down. Right. So I remember one time this black Angus got out, and it's probably one in the morning. My brother and I are teenagers, and we go out trying to find this thing. And you can't see it because it's black. Right. All right. So we go and get a food bucket. And I swear, I never saw it. All you could hear was, what room? What room? What room? As that thing came charging uh, towards you, it was uh, the scariest thing because you just didn't know where it was. I can't you just imagine. Knew it was making a beeline for you. So I don't have I don't have great stories with being attacked by animals. It, it doesn't end well <laughs> for me. So anyway, now there is a story about a pig. Did you hear this pig that saved a family from a fire? No. <laughs> okay. Well, this family that lived out in the country, their house caught on fire, and and they had you know they raised a couple of pigs. Well, this one pig. Uh, must have seen the fire and uh, worked its way through the fence, which it had never done before, and came and uh, just kept pounding on the front door until it busted open and went upstairs and got this whole family up. Family wakes up and sees the house is on fire, and they leave. And so uh, they're so appreciative of this pig. So the father of this family is telling this guest about this pig. And so he he says, I want to see that pig. So the father brings the guest out, and there's this pig, and he's got uh, a wooden leg. And the guy's like, why does the pig have a wooden leg? And the dad says, dude, when you got a pig that saves your life like that, you don't eat them all at once. Oh, my gosh. I knew it was a joke. Oh, Oh, I get it. I've gotten both in the same broadcast. The, the oh, podcast. That's awesome. Oh gosh! I knew. I knew it. I, knew I can it. hear it. In you, I can hear you groaning, knowing oh. it with anticipation that this was going to happen. <laughs> anyway. You are going to be a fan favorite. I can tell. I just well, your fans. I don't, oh, you'll never hear me again. Uh, so there you go. Ah, uh, this is called uh, kind of a personal question, and it's uh, from Daniel Horde from Manuth. Maynooth Mythigan. I don't know how to pronounce that. So she says, anyone who has had the pleasure of meeting my eight-year-old daughter would describe her as spunky. And that would be saying the least. 
Melanie goes from one to 100 in the blink of an eye. And that implies to our conversations as well. I have had to admit, wait, I have to admit being a mom of a wild child sometimes does make it difficult to focus on what she's telling me. Most of the time I follow up with a, uh-huh, that's nice, honey. But sometimes she tell she make, wait, sometimes some stories she tells makes me pause and think, what in the world did you just say? Like this one. One day, Melanie and I plopped on the couch and we were watching one of our favorite shows, Ancient Aliens. We love to make fun of Giorgio's hair. Something that was said sparked a thought in Melanie and she turned to me very seriously and said, Mom, do you really think aliens are real? And I replied, probably somewhere out there. And she nodded her head in agreement. There was a brief pause before Melanie's true mannerisms came out. She turned to me once again and said, so what's going on with your anus? <laughs> like, why is no one talking about your anus anymore? I bet she didn't plan it that way. No, nah, nah, I'm, I'm running out of, uh, running out of stuff. Oh gosh. Oh, she said, so why is anybody talking to me anymore? I, I bust out laughing immediately in school. Melanie learned that Pluto wasn't being considered a planet anymore. And she had apparently mistaken the two planets. Okay. Thank goodness she did, because this is now my favorite story to tell of my <laughs> spunky little girl. Thanks for listening. Uh, all my kid or thanks for listening to my story. Thanks. All my kids love your show. Uh, Danielle, from Michigan. She also wants me to give a shout out to her son, Lucas. So shout out to Lucas. Lucas. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yes. Uh, yeah. Some planets are just, you can't discuss them. No, no. So. And, and Uranus is, is definitely one you don't want to be asking about. So, uh, uh, but it's, it is now Uranus. Oh, is it? Yes. That That's a, that's from a couple years ago. Uranus. So as to uh, not offend anybody. Now it sounds like urine. I know. It's, you know. It's not working. They, they not messed working. up. They, it's a funnier story the way you told it, though. So I like yeah, that. Yeah. That's the way it was intended. God intended it to be Uranus. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, God named that one. Exactly. This will be funny. Watch this. Yeah. Every junior higher will love me. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the planets again, Miss Teacher. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one's called Danger at the Dollar Store. It's from Steve Tronis, 37. I was reminded of an LBB story. Now, I, I will tell folks, because sometimes new listeners don't know, and I know you don't know, uh, LBB in our world stands for living, breathing butthead. This is a person that lives and exists to just be a pain in your backside. We've mm -hmm. all seen people like this and known people like this. She says, I was reminded of an LBB story when I listened to the episode Redneck Girl, and I thought I would share it with you. She says, my wife, or he says, my wife and I were at Walmart shopping for our families for Christmas. As we we're moving past the self-checkout, we were passed by an older Southern lady. I assume she was between 50 and 60 years old. She seemed to be ticked off at something or someone mumbling to herself. And every now and then we would hear a profane word come from her lips. We thought nothing of it. So we left for the car. We had out and when we and when we do we see the lady coming out of walmart and she starts yelling and screaming at an older man who we assume is her husband and causing a huge scene she slaps him and gets in the car 
I look at my wife and say, hopefully we won't ever run into her again. We both kind of laugh and head into a dollar store to pick up a few extra things. As we pull into the dollar store parking lot, my wife gets this look of disbelief on her face. I ask her what is wrong. She tells me, look at the car ahead of us. And sure enough, the angry lady had pulled into the parking spot ahead of us. We see she's still yelling at her husband and is still very angry. We get out of the car and head into the dollar store to get our things. We're looking around and we hear the lady's voice screaming. She, uh, Me being a curious person, I had tried to see what actually was happening. Apparently, from what I could gather, a boy, about 10 or 12, had tossed a ball in the air and it had bounced off something and then hit this lady square in the head. She then proceeds to take the ball and literally chase the child around, trying to throw the ball back at him as hard as she can. She was soon asked to leave by the manager and was eventually escorted from the front, all the while cussing out everyone she saw. As she was formally removed, forcibly removed from the store, she yells out, Merry beeping Christmas, everyone! goodness gracious that's an angry elf right there oh my wife and i will never forget the lady who decided to take out her anger on a kid at the dollar tree thanks for reading guys have a good one steve tronus awesome that reminds me of a story oh yeah good yeah do it so my my favorite super bowl uh commercial uh you see this ref on this on the sidelines and he is just standing ramrod still and this football coach is reaming him i mean just giving him what for and it's all in his face and his you know and his anger is spitting on the guy not purposely but right right and, and this ref is just looking straight ahead he's not flinching and the commentators are going man look at this ref this is a professional where does this ref get his training from and then you flip to his the ref's living room. He's sitting on his couch, and his wife is standing on the couch next to him, and she's yelling in his ear, and she's stomping <laughs> on the couch and banging her arms, and he's just staring straight ahead. I thought that's that's my favorite commercial ever. That's where he's getting it. From. I don't want to be that guy, but it's a pretty funny commercial. No, 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 so, no, no. Yes, take out your anger. Well, as a children's pastor, sometimes I do feel like taking out my anger on small children because I, you know, I can win at most games because yes. I'm older and I, I tend to do that but they can push you so they yes. they are punks so to, man there I, huh? I i said they can be punks um i lost you again oh <laughs> um <laughs> lost you <laughs> kids i'll just talk and you pretend like you can hear me does that work <laughs> i can hear you all right awesome okay so we were at uh kids or punks and uh that reminded me of uh, a, a pastor friend of mine, he had a three-year-old daughter who was just absolutely out of control, as most three-year-olds are. But this one had a temper. Oh my goodness! And the baby was just raging and just thra- thrashing and all this kind of stuff. And you you had mentioned how you know it's easy to uh, win against a child. He held the baby against the wall and he's like, "Do you realize how much stronger I am than you? I could destroy you." And, uh, so she, uh, she could not understand that obviously, but she's now 25, I think. So I think she made it through. Okay. So you there? No. Oh man. It's stuck so bad. 
How about now? Uh, I can hear you. Okay. All right. Well, we'll just we'll just uh, we'll just do some laughter for my story. <laughs> <laughs> some like some uh, cans. Yeah. Cans yeah. yeah. That, that way, I'm sure whatever. It whatever you said was hysterical. Yeah. It's, uh, that way, it's not as 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 dead as it felt because it it's always. <laughs> Very disheartening when you put your soul into a story and then there's just crickets on the other side. <laughs> we've we've been in, we've been having some technical issues with Discord here at the end of the show, but that's fine. Um, I, you know, it's it's life. It's what happens. But that, I'm a sit down comedian, so I've gotten used to crickets. Oh, oh gosh! Now it's time to play this. It's when all the chaos of the world has finally caught up with us. And there is no coming back. The world is ending. And the Wilhelm scream always brings it back. All right. <laughs> anyway. You're going to blame me for this, aren't you? No, I'm not. I'm yeah, not. So it's the not one your fault. time. The one time the guy from the bottom of the barrel comes. Whatever. You don't say that. <laughs> that, that I am glad you were here. And I thank you for joining us on this episode. It, it was, was fun. It was a lot of fun, and I want to have you back sometime, so don't even say anything negative. The people All are right. going to love it. Uh, guys, you can listen to more of this kind of stuff at NLCast.com. The website, though, is That Story Show. Uh, remember to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at NLCast or That Story Show. Uh, you can call us and uh, or, or send a story in to... Uh, that story show at gmail.com or call us at 2095 NLCast. Uh, we love to hear your messages and input. It doesn't have to be a story, it could just be feedback. Tell us, tell us how your life's going, man. We, we love it. Um, also, make sure that you uh, consider becoming a financial supporter of the show through Patreon at patreon.com slash NLCast. Uh, every little bit helps, and it helps the show become more and more of what it is and uh, takes us in places we could never go bef- again. I don't know what that meant. But- <laughs> I was like, quit while you're behind, dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, we'll see you guys next time, and remember, when something embarrassing, horrible, or absolutely insane happens to you, don't get stressed. Don't get depressed. I want you to get excited and call that story show. We'll see you next time. Thanks so much, Mr. Snook. You're welcome. My pleasure. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio.